and welcome to Profit's Healthcare Changemakers podcast, where we'll be talking to leaders in healthcare who are focused on transforming their organizations to drive the next level of growth for their business and for healthcare. At Profit, we believe that the organizations that thrive in healthcare are those that dare to change the game, striving to improve human health, create better experiences, and make the best of care an enduring and sustainable reality for all. Those that will transform healthcare are the changemakers. And for this podcast, we want to focus on them. Our podcast dials into and recognizes the people behind the transformation and their journeys in changing the game one story at a time. Are you ready to dive in? Hi, this is Paul Shrimp, your host for this episode. And today I am joined by Mary Lanton, General Manager at Availity. Mary, welcome. Hello. Great to be here. Well, I know we're going to spend a little bit of time here in a few moments to talk about your career and the quite interesting path that you've had, but would love to have you give the listeners just a little bit of a background and kind of the two-minute Mary before we dive in. Yeah, I am the general manager now at Availity and have been in the data analytics space for now a couple of decades and have a public health background and really have found that data and analytics is the space where I can be to drive change at a large scale and excited to have the chance to really drive and impact quality improvement and the care that our patients and families receive. And then I've, we've noticed in a lot of our conversations over the years, there's healthcare executives that tend to build their career in more established healthcare companies. There are healthcare executives that tend to just dedicate themselves to, to grow stage and startups where you've got this interesting kind of path where you're on either side of the fence, depending on what chapter there is. There's early years of consulting, which I'm assuming with bigger companies, there's a chapter with Humedica, chapter with Optum, which is one of the largest organizations out there. And then I obviously want to get to your current situation at Availity and hear more about that. But tell us about what you've learned over the years, going from small sandbox to a big sandbox and back and forth and just what that's like. Yes, I have seen the continuum. <laughs> I have been drawn by nature to the startup base. And yeah, Hematica, I was the first hire post the co-founders. So I came pre-funding with a couple of PowerPoint slides. And I really appreciated that experience from the ground up in terms of how do you take a concept and figure out, is there a product market fit? And what do you need to do to build on that vision and bring it to market? I will be the first to say that we were successful at Hematica and were acquired by Optum. And I would be the first to say I was surprised that I stayed at Optum longer than I was at Hematica over the course of that. And I would say that it's very specific to, I always thought that I would be in that early growth stage company. Um, but to your question, I just found myself in a situation where there was so much to learn. And I had the benefit of being able to continue to grow that core business of what was Humatica within this environment where I wasn't worried about cash and had the latitude and growth opportunities to make that initial concept bigger. And so really appreciated that. And as from there, I had left Optum to go back to a startup. I flexed in all directions. And I think it's been fun in the early growth stage companies, really the alacrity with which you can move is exciting and fun and building the teams. And honestly, through what I would say the biggest lesson is through Optum was that I had the core team still around me yeah. and that made the ride fun in terms of it was retaining the spirit of the startup, but getting yeah. to do it in a bigger environment. And the degree that you're open to sharing this, I'd love to get a little bit more around 
what that environment was. To what degree was Humedica more hardwired into Optum and you had to learn more scaled, more rigid processes of an established organization? Or was it still maintained a little more autonomous where you had more of that lowercase agility to, to run the business? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share. Yeah. Uh, you've touched on all of it. I think there were different stages from an integration standpoint. Um, upon initial integration, we had that autonomy. And I think with that autonomy, we were afforded the space to continue to build on the spirit and the identity of what was Humanica and retain the culture, which I think was incredibly important. And over time, we became, you know, we we're obviously a part of Optum, but over time, we became more integrated from a process standpoint as well as people. But I think the rate and pace at which that happened made it more organic. And we became a part of Optum. Not only were we given the autonomy structurally, we, they created a business unit that we led. So from that standpoint, I think that really contributed to that balance of feeling like we are in a startup, but you know, needing to conform as you would expect to, to the yeah. bigger company and processes. And I want to talk a little bit about Availity and the story behind the organization you're with now. But I also want to spend a little bit of time just in general talking about acquisitions, best practices around acquisitions. I think healthcare as a whole has a tendency to do way too many things in-house. And then I often say, why are you building this on your own? There's 20 startups, buy one of them, but then most acquisitions fail. So would love to get your thoughts if you could genericize recommendations on how to do acquisitions and integration well, like what are the top two or three things you might recommend or suggest? Well, I'll tackle it from, from two angles. I yeah. think if I were to bifurcate your question in terms of which acquisitions do you make? And I think it's really about as the acquiring company thinking about what is transformative for that acquiring company mm -hmm. at the time. And I think everyone has a different runway in terms of they've tried to do it or haven't, right? And I think there is speed to market that you gain by acquiring. And I would say that lends itself well to both the acquisitions that I've been a part of with Optum buying Humatica, as well as Availity acquiring Diameter. It's really a speed to market and the trade-offs in terms of investing. And I would say that in, in the particular cases where I've been, the asset that we've built is hard to replicate. And so it, it would require a very big investment from an acquired company standpoint. In terms of, I think, what to keep in mind is in terms of acquisitions and the integration piece is being cognizant of what makes the company that you're acquiring special and how do you try to retain that. And some of that's tangible, some of it's intangible in terms yeah. of the culture and recognizing what motivates that team and yep. why they all came there. And those circumstances will change a lot by way of an acquisition. For many, the acquisition itself is an endpoint. Yep. But I think for me, what has been, I would say, consistent across my two experiences is really putting the mission first and mm -hmm. forward, because I think that was a unifying thread in terms of bringing the teams together to begin with. And yep. I think in both circumstances, and I think generically, if you can present that continued opportunity, but even with more juice post-acquisition, that's incredibly inspiring and motivating for the team that got you there. 
Yeah, there's really great points. Um, now, Vanity, I, I want to build on a, a few of those things that you mentioned because it, it's got a great mission. It's a classic platform business where there's some organic innovation. There's been some really great acquisitive moves that's built out its current chapter, but would love for you to take our listeners on a journey on what Availity is all about. Availity is the largest real-time network in healthcare. And what's unique about it, it is a dual-sided network and sits between payers and providers and truly is a part of the fabric of what makes healthcare run in terms of how patients are getting their care and how that care is being paid for and has created really this highway, if you will, to just have an analogy of the transactions that need to happen for that care to be delivered. But I would say that platform has been based on claims and administrative data. And a unique position that we're in is how do we, as someone who's come into that, is my DNA is on the clinical side. And the holy grail has always been, how do you combine the power of clinical data with claims data? And Availity just affords that great platform and ecosystem for us to really leverage the amazing network that they have built, but overlay the clinical expertise that we bring. As we we go forward, what we did at Diameter was make clinical data usable. And Availity, as we have come into it, had different solutions that are both based in helping get access to clinical data and then putting that data in the flow where it can be used. And we fit in right in the middle in terms of diameter, now Availity Fusion, in terms of making that data more usable. And so it's been incredible because ultimately it's driving change and improvement in a way that is meaningful and at scale. I would love to have you keep building on some of that. I was in a conversation earlier today with uh, some leadership of the data analytics team of a rather established pair. It just made the point of we're not living in a world where we're short on data, but we're short on insights, actionability, and applicability but would love for you to keep pushing there because I still have too many people in my world saying, if we just created more data or if we were able to sell our data and I'm noticing an interesting tension of we're barely extracting everything that we can get from most of our data sources, whatever that might be, wherever you're sitting versus it being a a vacuum of data that we're missing, but would love to continue to extrapolate more on what you learn, why that's a barrier, what you're doing to overcome a lot of that at Availity. No, and I I love that question and I appreciate it because there's not a lack of data uh, now, right? And really it's how do you make that data usable? So to your point, it can get to where it needs to go. And where we sit at Availity is not only helping access that data, but truly I think what's needed is making that data usable. And that means making sense of it. And if you think about piles and piles of data, it's coming from all different places. There are no standards in terms of how that, and if I take an example, we all go to the doctor, we all go to the hospital and that those data are captured in the different electronic medical records. How a simple test result is captured in that electronic medical record it's captured many different ways. Something like a mammogram could be recorded in an EMR a hundred different ways. 
if I wanted to see if I were a physician and wanted to see how many of my patients who needed to have a mammogram had a mammogram, I would have to look across all those different codes to just even say, this is how many patients had a mammogram. That is That takes a lot of time and it's manual. So really understanding and being able to map that and put it into a longitudinal form so that different insights can be drawn from that. And it's interesting in the course of my career at Humedica, we tackled that and we did it with an amazing army of clinical informaticists. That is not scalable. And that was at a point in time, right? That was 2008. And where Availity sits today is really being able to do that by API technology and doing it at scale in sub-seconds, right? Because a lot of the importance of getting that data from an insight standpoint is getting it back to someone who can use that data in a timely fashion. So it is incredibly important in terms of helping take the loads of data, distill it, and make it usable so that it can, in fact, drive different decisions, whether it's care management decisions, understanding gaps in care as we go forward. Gotcha. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Um, All the data is collected differently. There's always conversation around interoperability, which I believe is going to be an ongoing conversation. It's not a destination. I don't believe there's, this is Paul's opinion, that there is not a utopia where everything's interoperable, but would love to get your thoughts on this way to get our data more connected, integrated, and interoperable in terms of a concept, but not like fully interoperable that I think people begin to talk about as a a destination that Paul just doesn't think exists, but would love to get your reaction. Well, yeah. And I think we sit in in that cross-section of interoperability and trying to achieve that, right? In terms of there are different standards and it's a wonderful thing that there are the standards, but there isn't just one. And the maturity of those standards and how they are put forward and where we sit at Availity is really working across those different standards, but for being the connective tissue to link those different standards together. To your point, there isn't one destination. It will be an evolution. And part of this journey on interoperability is with the standards that we have, how do we ingest, make sense of it, and connect those different standards across the different data sources? And that really is what we're working towards. Awesome. So I want to shift gears back to, to Mary. As you think about your current role and kind of what's ahead of you and what are things that you're currently working on or you could foresee yourself needing to adapt to in the future? What I'm currently working on, Mm -hmm. your earlier question is, we're still a fairly new acquisition. My main focus is to, not that it ever ends, but really make that integration go forward and succeed in terms of what was this thesis in terms of we come together. And I think there are different angles. Mm-hmm. There's a cultural integration, there's the operational integration, and the operational integration isn't and strategic integration in mm-hmm. terms of how do these pieces come together. And really, it's fun. We have, I think of it as bringing the Legos together and yeah. How did they fit best? And we have come in and created a business unit. So very excited that the business unit is focused on clinical solutions. And I see the charges twofold. It's how do we bring together what avail- the goodness that Availity had and combine that with what was diameter and make that a cohesive platform portfolio, if you will, that has the connective tissue. But then what's, I think, the next level to that 
once we, and I think we have a, we've made good headway there is how do we, as the clinical solutions become an enabler for broader availability, not just within that business unit, but really to support the broader availability business. So I see the points of incremental growth and that's what I see as the charge. And then I'd love to go on the opposite end of the timeline, because you've been at this, gosh, I think you started health policy back in the late 90s um, (laughs) and have been on quite a journey. But I always like asking this question, if you could go back and, and tell your younger self one thing now that you've seen all that you've seen, what would you tell yourself? Appreciate the journey more each step of the way. I would say, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, when I look back at different experiences, and you asked me, you know, what did I learn at them? Mm-hmm. I, I think um, I have a greater appreciation each time I step away from an experience um, for what I learned there, and perhaps could have enjoyed it more in that moment. I, I have fun along the way, but yeah. I, you know, there celebrate more in those moments. Those are really good points. I've been hearing that quite a bit. Is there's always another obstacle. There's always another thing to get nervous about. There's always going to be something. Yes. But I'm hearing more people just slow down, enjoy the now um, because we don't do that enough. Well, and I think, you know, with the theme of just broader scale change and transformation, I think about it, I have to do it more for myself. But when I think about it for the teams that I'm leading, it's absolutely celebrating those milestones, that those interim steps because the journey's long. That's right. Yeah. And in many ways, it's never ending. Well, Mary, this has been a fantastic kind of peek into your career, where you've been, lessons learned, and uh, all the cool stuff that Avelity's embarking on. So thank you for taking a few minutes to share your story. No, thank you so much for hosting me. And it was wonderful to be here. Thanks for listening to Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast. This podcast is produced by Jared Johnson and his wonderful team at Shift Forward Health. And a big thank you to our hosts, Priya Anasia, Lindsay Mosby, Paul Schrimpf, and Jeff Gorgie. If you liked today's episode, you can find more great content like this at profit.com slash thinking. I'm Anna Kuno, the senior editor of this podcast. Thank you for listening.